my cue here. And when I'm busy making freedom pills, I like to listen to Scott Whitney's Freedom Pills. <laughs> You're watching the Living in Las Vegas podcast. Back to you, Scott and Wayne. Thanks, Mike. Living in Las Vegas starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome from Las Vegas, Nevada, that groovy little podcast that gives you a true first-person look into what it's like to call Sin City your home, the Living in Las Vegas podcast. Hey, thanks, Mike. Like chats, like freedom pills. And now your host, yes, a man who clearly needs some kind of introduction, otherwise you wouldn't know who he was. A singer brother, Scotty. Mr. Scott Whitney. Bulleting, 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 dang, gunk, dunk, ding, dunk, down, down, dum, dum. Hey, welcome everybody to the Living in Las Vegas podcast here on the Vegas Video Network. Thank you so much. And by the way, let me be the first to congratulate you, folks, out there, because you're either listening or watching. The longest running podcast about Vegas that actually originates here in Vegas, which means we're not only going to cover what it's like to live here, but we're going to be talking about our adventures downtown and on the Strip, Fremont Street, other cool places here in the Valley. And by the way, if you're a tourist or a fan, you know, you might even be thinking about moving to our fair city. Well, then this show's like your own secret handshake to all things cool and groovy. Our free show is on the first and third Tuesdays at every month at uh, 7 o'clock. There were thereabouts. I think we've been pretty good of late. Pretty proud of it. But you're saying where? Eh, fair enough. VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Again, VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Come on over. Be a part of the fun. Hey, some super fun people in the live chat. They are the nicest people you ever meet. Look at there. You're seeing, what are we seeing? Pops and Face Jitter and Mike and Greg and Barb and, and Binky. It's like and all, It's like there's all kinds of cool folks there. And, and one of the magical parts about this whole live broadcasting thing that we've been doing, I've been doing since 2009, is that we do a pre-show. We start at 7, pretty much. We end at 8 give or take. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the show, we do a little pre-show. We did about 15, 20 minutes pre-show today, had a nice little chat, learned a few things about a few people in the live chat mm -hmm. and about ourselves. I felt it was a very kumbaya moment and I was very proud of everybody there actually. <laughs> and then afterwards, when the show is done officially, well, then we go into VBN 2.0, Vegas video after night. Yeah, there are some things that we don't want on the record mm -mm. and that's when we start talking about those particular things. So come on, VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live, 7 o'clock Pacific Times on the first and third Tuesday of every month. Hey, I'm your host, Scott Whitney. Konnichiwa. Buenas noches. How you doing, hot stuff? I am the founder of the Vegas Video Network. So on behalf of all the shows here, thanks for playing along. And on behalf of this groovy little podcast, thanks for watching us as well. And I'm joined once again by somebody who, if he had his choices, he would work for the government of uh, Nevada. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, Pippa Wayne, everybody. There he is. Thank you. Thank you. You know, they say a uh, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. You get a whole flock of them with me. <laughs> did you uh prepare that no really oh, that's what we we're doing earlier 
What? Really? Mm. It felt like you prepared it. No, I didn't. It was so good. Mm. Okay, fantastic. Um, we uh, Live chat people are killing it. I don't feel like... Uh, oh, oh, I know what I wanted to do. I wanted to thank Mike for the uh, Freedom Pill demonstration. Apparently, that's uh, code for bullets. Oh. Freedom pills. Mm. Yep. Okay. Mike's trying to get a job in Vegas in the government. It's not going as well as he'd like. Can't figure out why that might be. Mm. Maybe he should take those videos down. Try the post office. It's all that's. It's not that it used to be worse there, didn't you think? It's all bad. <laughs> just so you, hold on, I want you to just so you know, you guys can't see this angle, but Wayne's looking at me like, you know, we should probably stop. <laughs> this line of questioning is going to get us in trouble. Well, fair enough. Let's move on with the big show. I'm coming up with topics and you want me to come up with <laughs> Okay. So for the name of this show, the title, I thought I might call it Arturis Fed Up with Las Vegas. Uh, here's the background. A little while ago, I got an email from Bill. Um, BB, oftentimes in the, uh, in the live chat, or actually Bill98036 in the live chat every once in a while. And he wrote, uh, will this topic be on the next show? And he, he linked to a review article, a review journal article that said some parking fees are going up on the Las Vegas Strip. And he actually said, we bit the bullet and we got an MLife MasterCard to avoid the fees. And, and I know a, a few people have done that, including uh, well, Wayne, uh, not, yeah. with, not with MLife. Right. Total rewards. Right. Mm -hmm. Same general idea. Yeah. You sell yourself with a credit card guy. and then you, they let you ha go ahead and park. And then something interesting happened a little while ago. Our, our own Ted, Ted Nuker. Mm -hmm. over at Access Vegas, uh, sent a letter to the editors at the Review Journal, which, of course, is the paper of record of those of us here in Las Vegas, owned by? Uh, the uh, company controlled by Sheldon Adelson and family. Sheldon Adelson, who runs? Uh, the Sands Company, which is the Sands Expo Center, the Venetian and the Palazzo Casinos. That's very well done. Um, so Ted wrote this letter as to well the editor. As well as soon to be a sphere. Have you seen this? Oh, one? is that his? Yeah. The world thing? Uh-huh. I don't know that was his. Mm -hmm. He didn't get the Raiders, so he decides to build the world. Right. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Good for him. I'm sure that'll, I'm sure that'll come off without a hitch. Okay. So Ted writes a letter to the editor, a commentary, if you will. An op-ed. An op-ed. Yes, mm. that's right. And uh, it was an interesting letter in that it got some feedback. And uh, he, he, he posted a copy of it on a Facebook page uh, called uh, a Facebook group called, I think they're called Talk Las Vegas. And that generated a ton of feedback, most of which actually all of it that I saw was very positive. And even uh, a writer for the Review Journal wrote another article about, in essence, the potential greed argument for casinos. And he mentioned though did not link to, which I thought was kind of shitty, uh, Ted's uh, article. Ted mentioned that there was other podcasts that had said good things, so it got a lot of uh, juice, and I thought, hmm, this is interesting. We should probably have a little chit-chat about this, because I'm wondering... You bring the chit, I'll bring the chat. Yeah, I like that about you, I always have. Mm. Um, I thought, you know, let's talk a little bit about this article um, and what it really means, or does it mean anything at all? So... Uh, with Ted's permission, and it actually doesn't matter if he gives it to or not, I'm going to read it anyways. <laughs> this is Ted's letter to the Review Journal. Commentary, some warning signs in Las Vegas tourism numbers. 
Ted writes, Las Vegas saw a 1.7% visitor decline last year. The Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority pretty much said that October 1 and room re renovations were to blame. Move along. Nothing to see here. I started digging deeper in the stats, however, and found some very troubling news. Hmm. The heck you say? I'm intrigued already. Continue. Please. Uh, convention attendance was up 5.3%. That sounds great. Until you find out that a number of large conventions which rotate cities ended here in 2017. Hmm. Without that influx, the overall numbers would look a lot worse. And if you take the 1.7% overall drop combined with the 5.3% rise in convention attendance, that represents a 7% drop in non-convention visitor numbers. That cannot be explained away by shootings and rooms. Now, I like to think that all this will be fine as convention visitors replace leisure travelers. At least that's what seems to be the grand plan of the convention authority in MGM Resorts' Jim Murren. However, the actual number of conventions and meetings fell from... Guess how many conventions are here in Las Vegas, by the way, before I read this? Um, 4,467. All right. Guess how many conventions are here in Las Vegas uh, every year? Uh, Wayne guesses 4,000 and change. Uh, Gregor guesses 12,000 or 1,200, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see, Barb says 7,500. We will continue with the article. Um, convention from 21,864 in 2016 to 19,767 in 2017. Quite a few. Once again, the numbers of attendees were artificially buoyed by an anomaly year. But the numbers of planned meetings conventions fell significantly. Now, I have to wonder if convention planners are taking their business elsewhere as word gets out that Las Vegas is no longer a bargain. Many great convention cities exist much closer to the U.S. populations based than we are. I remember reading more than a year ago that convention planners were grumbling about the cost of room fees, resort fees. Okay. 2016 visitors were the first group to be hit really hard by the obnoxiously high resort fees and paid parking. They were shocked and felt burned. They are now voting with their feet. Those of us in the front line of tourism promotion know this to be true because of the feedback we are getting from regular visitors who are replacing Las Vegas trips with vacations to other destinations. In this increasing push to turn us largely into a convention town, which is an interesting thought, our backs on our, uh, uh, while turning our backs on our longtime core audience with high prices and poor gaming backfires, a long-term decline in visitation once unthinkable could become a reality. Ted Newkirk is the founder and CEO of Access Vegas. First. Hmm. Very nicely done, Ted. I thought so, too. Well-researched. Any, any, yes. Agreed. Any, any overall thoughts on that particular content? Let me ask it this way. Uh, my, oh, go ahead. Okay. Do you have a thought or do you want me to no, well, my, pop in? My there? overall thought is that it's interesting to hear those numbers and those statistics because the, the headline grabbing things that I remember in the back of my head are, you know, visitations at an all-time high. Um, McCarran Airport has seen more traffic than ever before. 
Um, but that has changed. They were down last year. They were down 3%. Uh, McCarran was. Um, and actually, that was just put out today that uh, overall visitors were down 3.3%. So continue. So, um, you know, I just don't think you still see very high uh, occupancy rates at the hotels, both off strip and on strip. And it just doesn't seem. About 89%. Ted mm-hmm. sent me some other content uh, a couple of days ago that talked about that that exact thing about occupancy rent. So is the, the juxtaposition of Ted's research numbers versus anecdotal evidence and what things seem like definitely feels like there's a disconnect there. And so I, he said something that I thought was interesting, and I really hadn't thought about it until I read this, uh, this letter, which was Ted is positioning the thought that he thinks, and Ted's in the live chat, by the way, so if, if I get this wrong, Ted, you know, correct me, please. But it sounds like he's positioning that Vegas is actually purposely saying, eh, tourists, not that important. We're going to just go after the convention center business. He mentioned the Murren thing, right? So the convention center is expanding in a big, big way. People can't build that stuff fast enough. Right. And right. And every, every I mean, they're property. Gonna, they're going to, did you see that uh, Fountain Blue, Marriott and some other places have bought into Fountain, the old Fountain Blue. Yeah, the, the Drew and, now. And the Drew. And uh, they're looking to do like another multi hundred thousand square feet of convention space there. Yeah, and, and the Aria is a perfect example of that. So there used to be a Cirque du Soleil show at Aria, and, and I forget the name of it because it was forgettable. But that, that show was shut down and it was replaced with convention, convention space. center space. Mm-hmm. So there actually might be something to be said that, you know, those of us lonely guys who like the idea of, of Las Vegas as a tourist destination. We're kind of left in the dark. Maybe they don't care about us anymore. Maybe they're like, you know what? The convention dollars are there. Um, you're on a, you're on a, you know, a expense account. Mm-hmm. You've got some good restaurants here. All the casinos, or most of the casinos, get a piece of the restaurant. Maybe it's not so much gambling. It's a little drinking and it's a little eating. Sure. Maybe that's the game. So the first question is, do you believe that? So those of you who are listening or watching, do you believe? That Vegas is saying, uh, we're going to care less about the tourism and we're going to move more towards uh, the, uh, the uh, convention center. And I will say something that there might be something to that argument in this. Why does somebody like a casino say, we're going to charge for parking when they haven't done that in you know, 50 years, 70 years, whatever it is? Why do they do that? Why does something like Vegas, someone like Vegas, say, we're going to charge resort fees and we're going to continue to increase resort fees? What is the reason behind that? And there is only one reason. And the reason is because the product that they put to market no longer is selling at the level they wanted to sell. Period. There is no other reason to create other income deals. If you're hitting your nut, if they were, if they were making the number they wanted to make, with the things that people go to casinos for, which is what? Gambling, food, beverage, and entertainment. Those are the big four, right? Mm-hmm. If, when those were doing well, there was no need to charge for parking. There was no need to charge for resort fees. That's a fact. If they were making so much money, they wouldn't have to do that. By the way, I'm, I'm repeating this because... Wayne's making a face at me like I'm an insane guy. Well, I just don't completely agree with you. Why? Because I think uh, these days all your casinos now are multinational 
uh, companies that have numbers and shareholders that they have to be accountable for. Right. And what do the shareholders want to see? They want to see growth. They want to see, yeah. They, yeah, growth, yeah, no, I know. Pro- upward projection. I know. And so it's it's really, it's corporate greed. I you know, if, I don't if, disagree, but that, well, so it, they, they are, those two things aren't mutually exclusive. So for 50 years, they were making enough money with the gambling and the food and the beverage and the entertainment that they were covering their nut. And the growth was good enough because they're public companies that everybody was happy. But eventually that growth wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. So what was the cause of that? Why was the growth no longer, the growth no longer good enough? The product no longer drove enough business. That's, that's just the deal. This good, bad, or indifferent. The product no longer made enough money. So they figured out, well, are there other ways to create income? Are there other revenue streams? Oh, fuck. Everybody else is doing resort fees. Let's do that. And they did. Mm-hmm. That's an indication that the product's not very good. And then they just said, well, shit, let's go ahead and do parking. That is an indication that the product that they're offering, the main number four products, aren't selling as well. So that's that's just a fact. I wouldn't say they aren't selling as well. I yes, think they, they could be selling the same and you have to show growth. You've only got a limited, a finite number of rooms you, and a finite number of days in the year. Yeah, but you can, well, if the rooms are so compelling, those are the four things. So if the rooms are the, the gaming is, actually there's five things. There's the room, there's gaming, food and beverage and entertainment, five things. So if any one of those things aren't allowing you to raise a price, then you're not, then, then something is wrong. Because if, it's, if it continues to get better and better, if you continue to, to provide more value, it's fair to raise the price. And they can't do that. So they've, they've fallen into this thing. And then, every, now basically, which is with the exception of actually, Sands is still one of the few nice properties in Las Vegas, both the Venetian and the Palazzo, that does not charge for parking and doesn't charge for uh, a valet, for that matter. Mm-hmm. The resort but, fees are $45 a night, though. Which is uh, comparable to... No, it's the know. highest resort fee on the Strip. Yeah, it's comparable, though. It's 39 versus 45 You're mm-hmm. right, it's $6. I, but they're all, you know, mm-hmm. They're high. all in the 20 to $45 range. They're all high. Per night. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I... no Plus taxes I, and fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, so... After reading that, the first thing is, to you who are watching and listening, and to your live chat people, first, just answer this question. Do you think Las Vegas is changing its tune? Are they, have they decided, given their, their uh, efforts, they're building more convention space, that they really don't care as much for, for tourists as they do for conventioneers? What do you guys think? I mean, and if you're listening or watching you know, on demand later, days, weeks from now, let me know. Send me an email and let me know because I'm curious to what people thought. I never believed that. Ever. I never would have believed that until I read this letter. Then it occurred to me, oh shit, that there's a, I understand the thinking behind that. What do you think about that? Oh, me? Or are you talking to the live chat? You. Oh, I thought you were talking to the live chat. Um, I, I think they have definitely increased and geared their efforts more towards the convention crowd. I don't think that the, the intent is to sw- choose one side over the other. I just think the focus now is on the convention crowd. So that means they're... And do you think that's a shift? Um, I think it's a conscious decision. I don't think they're shifting resources from one to the other. I think they're just increasing resources on the on the convention business. Okay. So now let's talk to folks who are visitors first. 
Um, and I'm, just a couple of quick things Don is saying. Conventions drive up room rates. Uh, where would that go? And take some fun out of the experience. Well, it depends on the convention. Um, right track. Yeah, let's see. I think Vegas only wants a one-time hard sting on the tourism wallet and doesn't care about the return visitors. Now, that's interesting. That brings up uh, my next bunch of questions. I mean, it's uh, because of more. Okay, here's my questions. Does what's happening in Vegas actually matter at all? Now, we, we read the numbers that Ted put down, and, and somebody wrote in the live chat and writes, you know, there's the greatest lies of statistics, more statistics, or whatever. You can make any numbers do anything you want. And I'm not saying that these numbers are right or wrong. I'm assuming they're right. But they're numbers. And, you know, he claimed there's an, or uh, he says there's an an anomaly here, but that anomaly could have been an anomaly. And maybe it's just, just, I don't know, it's the the tide and whatever. And it's going to be fantastic next year. Who knows? Here's the question. Does it really matter to people about what's happening? All the folks here, like if you're a local, it might matter. And I'll tell you why it matters to me in a minute. But listen, other places have resort fees. Mm Mm-hmm. Vegas didn't invent resort fees. We nope. stole the idea from other people. Other places have long since charged for parking. Uh, huge parking. Mm-hmm. Uh, other, I know of places that charge for a city fee. Mm-hmm. If you go to Newport Beach and stay at a property in Newport Beach, which is lovely, by the way, mm-hmm. you'll spend $35 because you're in Newport Beach. What for the yeah. for the privilege? Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, welcome. To, and and at a Hilton, you're you know thirty five dollars for Newport Beach and thirty nine dollars for parking, and that shit's happening. Mm-hmm. And it didn't stop me from going to Newport Beach. So seriously, folks out there, let's say you're a tourist and you visit once a year or less. Like this is a place you go, but. Eh, Mm-hmm. You know, you're not now. A lot of people who listen to this show or watch this show are big Vegas fans, clearly. But think about it. Let's say you come to Vegas once a year okay. or less. Like, like I might go to Orlando. Mm-hmm. I've been there once in the last five years. Okay. Do I give a damn about a thirty-nine dollar resort fee and paying fourteen dollars for parking? No, you're on vacation. You're expecting to blow money. Mm, interesting. And how about you people in the live chat? I'm a one-time visitor. I'm just hanging out and got the family. I'm trying to be the good dad. You know, we're gonna have some, we're gonna see a little bit of Cirque du Soleil. I'm gonna take him to a nice restaurant. What do I give a shit about a resort fee of thirty nine dollars? Right. What do I give a shit that I'm paying sixteen dollars uh, for a car? And if I'm flying in. Pfft, I'm not parking. What the hell do I care? Mm-hmm. Basically, that really affects locals and people from California. Basically, mm-hmm. those are the people who get hurt by parking fees. Do I give two dams about this? Mike Q says, hell no. Oh, he's a, he's a penny pincher. I'm not sure what the hell that meant. Um, I, I'm interested in hearing what you have to say. Well, what's Pop saying? You can walk into the Grand in Biloxi and they truly act like they're happy to see you and visit. Okay, yeah, but that's fine. But live chatters. Biloxi, they're not used to seeing people they're not related to. Yeah, I've been, right, no kidding. I tell you that I was in the Air Force, and uh, I was stationed in Biloxi for eight months. Oh, how'd that go for you? Oh, it was fantastic. Oh. This is before they had casinos. Mm. Uh, so basically, uh, that Air Force base, Keesler Air Force Base, which I think mm. is still there. Just um, inbreeding at this point in, in Biloxi? Uh, well, let me just tell you about this. So Keesler Air Force Base, uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, that Air Force Base kept Biloxi alive back in uh, early 80s. And they had bumper stickers that said, clean up Biloxi 
killing airmen. Wow, that's that's uh, subtle. That's warming, heartwarming. Right? I actually flew home on a weekend to California mm. to get my 1970 Ford Maverick and drive it back so I wouldn't have to walk in Biloxi because people were throwing shit at us. This is Biloxi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't have a warm spot for Biloxi in my heart. They, they're not going to play. So, I, so that's the first question. Does it really matter? You're a, you're a one-year visitor. Do I give two shits where I'm paying for that stuff? Here's the second part. Well, I'm a, I'm a frequent visitor. I'm somebody who comes yearly. Mm. Or I know people, I've known people who've come quarterly mm. to Vegas. Sure. They're into it. Uh-huh. Does that even matter that they're charging you $39 for a resort fee, that they're charging you $17 for parking? Do you care given all the other things that Vegas offers? Because if you look at it, folks... We offer some pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Best entertainment in the world? Yeah, I think I could argue that. How about best food in the world? Yeah, I think I could probably argue that. Best drinks and cocktails? Yeah, I could probably figure that one out. No S calling those drinks and cocktails. That's right. Best hotel rooms? Best lodging? Mm, yeah, I could probably win that one too. So I, I think what's happening a little bit is... While we're all here screaming, and trust me, I'm pissed off about this, um, I think the casinos are are playing as like dopes. Absolutely. Quite frankly. We haven't hit the saturation point yet, because if we have, right. you wouldn't see increases. Mm. Mm. But Ted's arguing that you're, you're not seeing increases, you're seeing drops. Ted's argument is people are- well, I'm seeing the increases in the fees. Oh, oh, oh right, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. That's right, that's right. That's, a, that's called pricing elasticity. Mm-hmm. They're testing the elasticity of their pricing. So that's exactly what, oh, that's fun that you, that you brought that up. That's exactly what they're doing. So what were the first parking fees? Uh, $12, I don't know, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then it went up to $16. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's $4, that's not very much. Wait a minute, that's a 33% increase. That's a huge increase in cost. And guess what? I don't think people were parking less after this happened. Now, we won't know that. They're not going to announce that. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll announce our revenue numbers. I'm not even sure they break that out, but the numbers are going to go up because the revenue went up or the cost went up. So I, I actually think what's happening is they know, hey, listen, these people are sheeple. They're all sheeple, mm-hmm. man. They're all going to do what we tell them to do. And it's not going to matter a damn bit if we charge $25 or $30 or $45 for a resort fee because they're going to still come. And it was interesting. I was looking at this Facebook page, um, and there is a gal who printed out, which I've never seen before, an itemized uh, receipt for just her resort fees and, and tax. Because it's not just the $45, it's another $5 in tax. We tell, yeah, that's yeah. taxable. So it's 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so she printed out like 10 days of stuff at $39. It was $390. That's a lot of money. And, that's, and, and the fact that she had it by itself, I, I'd never seen that before, but I could see how that kind of advertising would be problematic. If I were like the stratosphere, and I don't know if they do resort fees or not, but if I didn't... Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, everyone does down there. Okay. Um, but if I were... Whoever... If, I, if you are a, a casino and you don't do resort fees, I would do the printout of the resort fees that people are doing going, you don't have to pay that. Dinner's on us because you don't have to pay that. But again, I don't think, I'm not sure people give a damn. The issue that I've always had, like my biggest problem here is 
So, okay, first of all, I've talked about people who don't visit that often. Mm -hmm. I've talked about people who visit more often. Now I'm going to talk about people who are thinking of moving here. You're going to move to Las Vegas. There's a lot of huge benefits to here, tax-wise, weather-wise, yep. lots of cool things to do. That's why we moved here. You know, we had a, our first house was 60% larger, 40% of the cost. Mm -hmm. I immediately saw an 8 to 10% increase in my income because I no longer paid uh, California state tax. A lot of really positive tax. things. Uh -huh. You had city tax probably as well. Uh, I did not there, but I had a huge property Ohio, tax. I had state tax and uh, city tax. I, mean, I had a huge property tax, so monstrous. You know, our our effective property tax here is about one one and a half percent. That's the effective tax over the actual value of the house. Um, so it's 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 fantastic from a financial perspective to live here. One of my favorite things, though, when I moved here, I really enjoyed valet parking. It, you know, I've made this kind of a thing. There's, there's something pretty cool to go into a beautiful property, bring your car up, and somebody named, you know, David takes mm -hmm. your car, and off he goes, and it's free. Now, I tipped the guy, of course. It wasn't free-free, but, you know, in the beginning, I was tipping $3. I'm like, that seems like not enough. I will do better. And $5, mm -hmm. and depending on, if, you know, how my day went, $10. But it was magic. You're like, uh, Dave, how much so my Buick doesn't get airborne? Right, right. There's a five. Could you leave it over there? Ten. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was one of the things that made me proud to be in Vegas, that we didn't do that kind of stuff. That I did, it wasn't like Newport Beach where I was paying all this stupid money for valeting. I was, I've said this before, Vegas has lost its cool, meaning they've lost the, the cool aspect because they're like everybody else now, but they've also lost their ability to be cool and have a great product. In both ways, I think they've kind of fallen off a little bit. So I miss that. I miss, I, I, uh, if I have an opportunity to go to Venetian or Palazzo, phew, I can't wait to go because it's free valet, free parking. I'm, I feel like they're treating me like they treated me back in 2005. So if you're thinking about moving here, does that really matter to you or not? Now. I mean, now to be fair, in the interest of full disclosure, Scott, I mean, you get free parking and free valet everywhere. Well, and that's what I was going to talk about. Very good. So the next thing is, A, do you care about the if you're going to move here? Now, now, here's a question. Can they roll this back? Is there anything they could do to say, sorry, just kidding. We want to take it back. Now, they kind of already do, don't they? Well, let's talk about resort fees. I have read many things anecdotally, I can't prove it's true or not, that resort fees can be talked away. Now, how do you do that? Here's what you don't do, which you hear reports of all the time, get angry and get pissed. Oh, you're charging me 40 fucking dollars. Guess what? Eh, that's probably not gonna work. So maybe you shouldn't do that. But I've, I've heard several anecdotes where like, you know, my, well, especially if you're a big enough gambler, your, your, your host might be able to waive those. So eh, you might be able to get rid of the resort fees. I guarantee you the parking can be dealt with. There's a variety of ways. Wayne does it. Mm -hmm. Wayne did it by getting a credit card. Yep. I've got it through Wayne. Uh, he was nice enough to offer me that opportunity. But then I stopped because, you know, I don't want to be uh, abusive. Correct. Instead, I have a friend who gave me a companion card, which is completely legitimate. Which, well, which you don't even need. Huh? Which you don't even need. I don't because military. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's what I do at MGM Grand. So I have a military card and which, you know, I had to prove that I was military. So I showed them the DD two and four. And now I can park for free. And, I, and that even includes during um, the Vegas Golden Knight games, which are $25 to park. 
So I park at New York, New York, which is right next to T-Mobile's, and I just walk up, do my card. Now, I will say that their parking mechanism there, 50%. MGM parking, I don't know what the hell's going on there, but it's it's pretty crappy. Mm-hmm. So they actually have people sitting there, especially during the game. I just hand them the card and let them, you know, Fiddle yeah, we got to. Yeah. Does this person have a military thing? Yes. Let them throw. That happened last game. Uh, so there is a way to walk that back. But my question finally again is to you who are listening or watching and you in the live chat. Simple question. Do these fees really at the end of the day matter? Because it's not about the visitor number, although there's something to be bragging about that. His argument, you know, uh, Ted's argument is visitors are going down. Okay. And even if you concede that, I will concede visitors are going down because the numbers say that. And I'll even concede that they're going down because people are pissed off because of resort fees and parking. I will concede both of those. Is revenue going up? Yes. I don't know. I think it has to. Well, it's gone down uh, year over year on the Strip. So I don't know if those things are real. That's because that's ultimately what matters. You're talking total revenue or gaming revenue? I'm talking about total revenue. Because okay. that's what ultimately what matters. Gaming revenue is not what, what resort fees don't play in the gaming revenue. I actually don't know if that does or not. But parking shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Parking should be on, you know, D, all of the other or whatever they, whatever they call it. But that's the real question. Are they still make, are they making more money now? I mean, I, I read somewhere that they were making, that's, oh, was it MGM? Brought in $3 million in parking fees in one quarter or something like that. I mean, holy Christ. If I was bringing, if somebody said to me, yeah, you get to bring in an additional $3 million for charging for parking and you're going to get a little bit of bad PR for a couple of weeks and all the locals are going to be pissed off and they're going to boycott you, quote, but they're not. I'd be like, mm. <laughs> what do you think? 25 to start? What right. do you think? Where should we go? Right. 15? Yeah, I wouldn't give two shits about it. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you the guy who jumped into that thing first uh, has probably got a huge bonus because he was the one who had balls enough to do it. Now, in the, in the uh, live chat, Ted is writing, Las Vegas has lost its identity. Completely agree. Completely agree with that idea. The question is, does it matter? When, uh, Ted also writes, when is experimenting with waiving resort fees if you don't use certain amenities? Oh, see, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Well, when's experimenting with anything these right. days? Right, when's experimenting not to, to get, get you to look over here? <laughs> there might be something to say to that. Uh, yeah, I think this is really interesting. So... Get, get in there, guys. Tell us what you think about this. Does it really matter to you that these people are are basically taking $60 a day if you drive here and you're at a nice resort? I'm not sure it does. No. Let's have a drink. Right, it's time for Have a Drink on Me. It's part of that show where I show you a picture of a pub or a speakeasy or a lounge or a bar. And you guys guess what it is. What about a nightclub? I don't do nightclubs. What about a pool party? <laughs> you know who I met in Mexico? The guy who runs Sapphire. <laughs> super nice guy. <laughs> I bet. He was super yeah, nice. I bet he's a saint. He, well, I don't know if he was a saint or not. But uh, there was a bunch of uh, uh, Omni, you know, the, the club, mm-hmm. Omni Club, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I've never been in. They're opening up one in Cabo San Jose hmm. at some uh, bar or not at some uh, resort close to where we were. And so they had all these signs for Zed 
And uh, and I oh I recognize Zed and I recognize Omni and like well he was down he was invited to go check it out but super nice guy it was it was really quite uh, charming. Um, anyways, so we show you a picture of this bar or lounge or club or speakeasy, and you send in a guest. You send that guest into uh, have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. There it is. Have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. And when you send it in, uh, a couple things happen. First of all, you have a number of ways to win. Uh, first way to win, eh, correct entry. For example, today we had 23 correct entries. True. Pretty good, right? Wow. Second way is if you submit an entry and you're correct and you're in the live chat at the same time, guess what? We put you in another time. We've just doubled your pleasure, doubled your fun. Hey, if you send in a video guess, I'll put you in again. That happened this week with Pops. Hmm. If you're the very first correct entry, you're quick. You have to be in the live chat, clearly. I'll give you another one just because you're, you're quick. Ooh. And I like your reactions. I like your reflexes, young man. I think you're going to go far. And then finally, if you do an intro video, like we said with our friend Mike, which that's his theme song, by the way, the sound of a gunshot. We also put you in just because you're, you're playing along. Now, what can they win? What well, can't they win? They can really? win some pretty magical stuff. Are you ready, Wang? Sure. Let's begin with what they can win. As you're about to see later on, if you'd like to live through mortality, which, uh, immortality, I should say, if you would like to achieve immortality, you want to get yourself <laughs> Vegas Food Network Visor. Yeah. You'll find out why in just a few minutes. Sure, good. But just uh, nice tease on that one, by the way. Take my word for it. Very well done. If you'd like to listen to fantastic music for the rest of oh, eternity and morality, you are a sweetheart. You can pop yourself in some good jazz stuff. A good jazzathon, excuse me. Chris Macoustic or Chris Macoustic 2. You just put that CD in. You put that, but maybe you rip it to your favorite iTunes or or a phone uh, a music repository. That's how we're giving these a lot now. I'm just sending and, out MP3s. And you just I'm skipping. You stuff. just click the you click the little oval until the arrows go both directions and just put that puppy on loop. You never have to play another song again. Oh, I do that a lot. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, or if uh, you want to drink peach lemonade out of a can, uh, Scott <laughs> yeah. will be glad. I mean, not be the most manly thing, I, but I'm get not you. Uh, it was it was tasty. Oh well, I mean. That's that's a that's a classic. Horrible. At any rate, uh, as long as it's reasonably priced and Scott doesn't have to meet you somewhere where he has to pay for parking, right. he will. <laughs> I don't. Uh, there's, there's really nowhere I have to pay for parking. He will meet up with you and buy you a drink. There you go. Thank you very much, everybody. Now, Scott, about that immortality I was talking about. Yeah, the, the one that you stumbled over. Yes, I did. Uh, so, so could you could you give the people? A little insider view oh. into, into the kind of immortality they'll be achieving. I like what you're doing there. Thanks for setting that up. That's the first time you've done that, and I would like for you to do that moving forward. Okay. I like it a lot. Yeah, what, uh, this is pretty nice that Wayne has done this for you. There's a pretty cool thing that happens. Say you, you win, and you're like, yeah, I like that music. I think it's fantastic, but something else. Uh, I'd like to have a drink with you, and, and who wouldn't? Mm. But, but maybe they're Mormon. Yeah, right. For, mm -hmm. But Mormons, anybody can wear one of these visors. But it's more than just wearing them, isn't it, Wayne? You put it on your noggin, you take a photo, try to do it with a, a real phone, not an iPhone, and please do it this way, uh, you know, 
landscape as opposed to a portrait just so it fills in the whole screen. You're going to send that photo to me and all kinds of magic happens. What kind of magic, Scott? Well, you become a part of the galaxy of God. There's Gregor and then there's Bill and Mr. Testy and Steve and Michael and Robert and Rosie and Michael and Ken. There's a thousand Michaels. I gotta check that. And Mickey and then there's Bud and Alan and Ben and they are nudists and Bob and his wife and Day and Shen and Shen. But wait, there's more. There's Craig and Glenn and Jimmy Two Cheese and Rob and Ken in Hawaii and Stuart and Christina, who's all babies are because of my music. You're welcome, childbearing people and Don and Jackie and Mike. And there's Pops and Sammy and Carol and a dog and there is our good buddy Chris, whose liver is the size of Montana. And Breadstead, your buddy Sky. Let's not forget Wayne, who's looking pretty dapter, and of course our good friend Brad. All right. Dapter? Did I say dapter? I said dappy. Dapper? Dapper is what I meant. Who's looking adapter? Who's looking like? Uh, well, like you have to have if you have an iPhone. You have to have an adapter to actually use headphones. Okay, fantastic. I don't. But well, what? What? What, right what, what do you mean? Do you have an iPhone? Do you have an iPhone 10? No, no, oh, I don't. I have the older one. I'm surprised. I like, I like the analog headphone jack. Given that, that you're moving into a guard-gated community, I thought that was mm. part of the requirements. Anyways, uh, 23 out of 23. Here was last week's <laughs> latest. Have a drink. On me. And the hints were whiskey liquor, whiskey liquor, whiskey liquor at mm. the Binions. I, if I remember correctly, they were they were done in that octave as well. Whiskey liquor. That's, that's the that's the octave in which whiskey we give the clues. Whiskey liquor. Okay, twenty three out of twenty three. Let's go take a look at who we've got. Are you ready, my friend? You've got your pen. You got your paper. Here we go. My hands about <laughs> to feel like your feet. <laughs> Well, that's fantastic because you've been taken care of. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's begin. <clears throat> Number one, <clears throat> Team uh, MLB, Eric Ace of Bats. One for the correct answer. Eric gets one for being numero uno. There you go. So already, he's doubled his pleasure, doubled his fun. Next up, we've got Bill. He, he actually said that I, I may have missed him in the live chat last night, and that he's crying inside. Mm. Makes me feel pretty bad, but not bad enough to give him a double. No. Sorry, get in the live chat. Uh, moving if forward. If manned up, maybe, you know, right. brushed he's the like, Hey, man, come away, on, let's go. But, yeah. uh, Bob Thomas from Florida. There you go, Bob. Uh, Jim Gallagher, one for the correct answer. Mr. Testy, one for the correct answer, one for being in the live chat, 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 chatteroo, chat, 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 chatteroo, chat, chatteroo. Monica Fagan. I love chat, chatteroo. Binky. She gets one for the correct answer. Binky gets one for being in the live chat. Binky's color of choice, by the way, blue in the live chat. We've also got Ben McGovern, who should be a politician. Moving forward. We have Mike from the Couve, which means Vancouver. Oh. I know. I, I, when I, I first read that, that, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mike right? from the what are you talking about? Holy crap. Emoto. That sounds like a room at Spearmint Rhino. All right. <laughs> which is the nicest. No, it's not. Sapphires. Nicest, oh, Sapphire. Excuse yeah. me. Yes. If you're going to do the joke. Right. Uh, John Michella. The one, the one that was running the prostitution pool party at the Rio a couple years back. Is that who did that? 
Uh, it was Sapphire, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got shut down. Can't okay. imagine why. Good. Good talk. Yeah. Uh, John Michella, who's from Boise, Idaho. Oh, hey ho, he's from Idaho. Yeah. Uh, John, who uses AOL. Wow. Congratulations, John. They had keep some it. technical difficulties this week, didn't they? Yeah, they had. Well, they didn't have any more CDs. Uh, John, congratulations on keeping 14 people employed in the mm-hmm. United States. Well done. Uh, we've got Richard Phase Jitter. One for the correct answer. Phase Jitter. One for... Do I see Phase? Yeah, there? I saw them. Okay. No, I, there he is. I'm if you're still up. on AOL, go ahead and punch in uh, keyword LILV to get to us. <laughs> you remember those times? Add Scott on Instant Messenger. Right. Uh, Tommy, or sorry, Tammy Mossbrucker. I used to come nice up name. with the most hilarious Instant Messenger away messages. Did you? Yeah. Right, please don't touch me. I'm touching myself. Uh, Barney, who says, great show. Hmm. Thanks, Barney. Oh, I like boys simple like Barney. to the point, concise. I think he's a good man. I think he means well, mm-hmm. right? We continue on. Eric, who also goes by Spandex Panda, one of my favorite uh, nom de plumes I've seen in the live chat. Uh, John Herman from New York City. By the way, John. Wait, Spandex is in the live chat? No, he's not. Oh. Um, but I just, I've seen him in the live chat. Uh, Spandex, or <laughs> John Herman from New York City, he was at the Olympics. He was working the Olympics. His name was in the credits for the Olympics. Mm, over in Pyeongchang? John. Pyeongchang. Mm. Which is actually supposed to be pronounced Pyeongchang. Oh. The Chang actually pissed off some Chinese or some uh, South Korean books. Hmm. Isn't that, that interesting? interesting? I learned a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, Mike Beatty, uh, one for the correct answer. Andy in New Hampshire. I've always thought that Andy never had won, and I kind of started to feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. He has won before. Oh, good. Don't feel nearly as bad anymore. Barb from Wisconsin. Barb is in the live chat. One for the correct answer. One for being in the live chat. And then we've got Mike Q. Oh, Mike gets one for the correct answer. Mike gets one for being in the live chat. And Mike gets one more for doing our opening video. That's a triple, baby. One, two. Here comes number three. We continue on. Nice job, Mike. Thank you so much. What do you think the Q stands for? I'm going to say quagmire. Quagmire. Or quick draw. (laughs) That's pretty good. Paul, also known as Condor. 954. Paul is in their live chat. So Paul gets one for the uh, correct answer. Condor954 is in the live chat. I called him Paul. Yeah, sure That's how do. I know him. Yeah, sure, of course you do. Steve I, the wise guy. Steve's a longtime contributor. Uh, one of the most winning guys as well, but he gives it away. Give it away. Give it away. Very much like the red hot chili peppers. Mm-hmm. Steve right, I, Anthony one Kiedis. for the correct answer. What's that? I said, all right, Anthony Keaton. Hey, baby. One for the correct answer. Steve gets one for being. I mean, I knew you liked wearing a sock, you know. Uh, down there. But You've seen me uh, down there. That's so funny. Well, I peep in your windows when I get bored. Of course you do. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I'm fascinated. Well, because you finally changed the password on your your video <laughs> camera security system, right. your Nest cams. <laughs> right. So I now have to come in person. That's, Fair uh, enough. Yeah. That's but at least the weather's warming up. By the way, that's why I gave you the, the combo. I like to be watched. Right. It's fun. Who, what was the last one? Because I... Uh... Oh, shit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Steve, oh, wait. Uh, Steve I. Did you get Steve I? No. The Steve, I get yeah, another Steve one. I. Yeah, get another one. Right. What's that thing? Chat roulette. That's why I go on chat roulette. <laughs> <laughs> There's a South Park about that. It's hilarious. Is there? Mm-hmm. That's funny. Uh, next up, we have Danny Ackerman, and Danny writes. <laughs> Danny says, "Howdy." Danny says, "I miss my Tuesday night romps in the LILV chat room. Mm. I may have to ditch my other commitment soon. Heck, maybe this time, so I'll get that extra entry." Mm-hmm. 
Uh, just, you know, make sure you get the attorney. She missed it this time, first. though. Oh, yeah. Danny. Uh, okay, Scott. Uh, what the heck did the Irish reference mean? I didn't mm. get that clue at all. But fortunately, the other clues confirmed what this tiny piece of the sign said. Let me just tell you real fast. Uh, Iris says whiskey with an E, and Scott says it without the E. One of those two. I'm not sure if I had it backwards, but that was the clue. Mm. This this Kinda whiskey. Canadian spell check with a Q. And we yeah. Spell it with a K. And this whiskey had no E, but there's a whiskey that also spelled it with E. That was what that joke. Mm. Uh, that, that whiskey was. Whiskey Bar on Fremont Street, where they serve some interesting drinks, such as the Show Me Your Coconuts. Oh, often have you heard that, by the way. And the Jackin' Around cocktail. Easy. With Jack Daniels and ginger ale. Brought to you by mm. Chat Lurette. Red. <laughs> What's it called? Chat Roulette. <laughs> The jokes are funnier if you actually know what the thing's called. <laughs> okay, now go pick my name, Danny. All right, there you go. And then finally, doo -doo 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 -doo. some premium, premium printer paper right here. You right, don't, that's right, well, you don't uh, you don't go cheap. Where we uh, where we cut back on your salary, we make well, up on you had nice money for the heavier weight paper. twenty well, pound right. paper. Well, what are you gonna do? Mm -hmm. uh, pops, one for the correct answer. Pops, one for being in the live chat. And pops. One for this opus of video opus. content. Mr. Holland now? Yeah, we'll see. Hey, kids. Me and Scott don't always agree on everything. That's One true. thing we do agree on is that Fremont Street in Las Vegas is a great place to go. Pinions on Fremont Street is the home of the Whiskey Liquor Bar. Did some of y'all spell that wrong and get it wrong? Nobody did. Liquor is spelled L-I-C-K-E-R. Oh, shit. It up. Matter of fact, between the... <laughs> bar and the poker room they have a sign that says liquor in the front poker in the rear <laughs> makes sense to me one of the great things about fremont streets the live music and whiskey liquor bar has an outdoor patio with 20 seats no, right no. at the corner of the second street stage where some of the good bands on fremont street play not the best bands the best bands will always be down by the d but even the second tier and third tier bands on fremont street like they say Worst band in Fremont Street may be better than the best band in your hometown. Whiskey Liquor Bar at Binion's. Great choice this week, Scott. Thank you. Sometimes we do agree. There you go. See ya. Thank you, Pops. All right. The clues for the upcoming one are going to be fantastic. Ah, oh, man. Here we go. La da dee. I got a whole bunch of in there. Oh, yeah. A lot of doubles. A, a triple. Nice. Let's go. Oh, you hear that sound? Audio listeners. That's the sound of dreams being crushed or made. Oh, that was fantastic the way you just did that. And our winner is... It's your handwriting, so I'll let you announce that one. Paul Condor954, who is in the live chat. He won because he doubled his pleasure. He doubled his fun. Congratulations, Paul. You're going to receive an email from me. Sometime in the next month. <laughs> Plus or minus. Remember when you used to like, uh, you get a cereal box and there'd be an offer on the I back. I do. And it would say like, oh, please allow 10 to 12 weeks for processing. Yeah. Do you know why they did that, by the way? No. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, what I'm doing is filling because I don't know what we're going to do. No, I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you. I'll do it in the after show. I'll explain okay. why they did that. It's a very specific marketing reason. Okay. Let's look at this week's <laughs> Have a Drink on Me. All right. Isn't that a nice looking place? Mm. Um, they serve Sam Adams, I see. They do. Uh, here's our first clue. Well, let me give you my first uh, under my, my 0.5 clue, and that is I forgot to create the clues tonight. 
So we're going to see how this goes. First clue, if you were the coach of the L.A. Lakers when you won some time ago, this mm -hmm. could have been named after you. Okay. Right? All right. Okay. Right? If right. you were the coach of the L.A. Lakers a long time ago, you're a tall fella. This place could have been okay. named after you. Uh, I will see that, and I will raise you a uh, Mr. Collins hopes that you take him home <gasps> to this restaurant. Nice. Mr. Collins hopes that you take him home mm -hmm. to this particular restaurant. And number three, um, it could have been in Rome, the location of this restaurant. Mm. That's that's best that's I can do. False, yeah, well, that's no, a false. No, no, flag. Italy. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, you say Rome. I think Caesar's Palace. Yeah. No, I'm I'm going. Mm -hmm. uh, Rome is in mm -hmm. a country that might be in the name of this bar, which is a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You that's, could say this this particular restaurant is uh, is a hidden treasure. Mm, don't get that one. Oh. Location, nicely mm. done. I like that. This is a location hint, folks. <laughs> you might think that this restaurant is a hidden treasure. treasure. <laughs> mm. If you mm, mm, if you know the name, you're gonna send that to. What were you thinking? <laughs> no, at, at have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com again. Have a drink at vegasvideonetwork.com. Okay, we're, uh, we would normally end this, but I wanted to show you one picture that I took today. So I'm, uh, I'm building, oh, did I bring it in here? Please tell me I did. Oh, I did, forgive. So I'm building a studio at, uh, at Bally's, uh, a podcast studio. Well, from what I've read, you're putting together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I walk by um, the front of Bally's every day. And I saw this car at the front of Bally's. And, and for those of you who are listening, it's a car with a bunch of bumper stickers and stickers all over that basically... It's an old beat-up Corolla. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. That basically says, Jesus saves and warning, repent. Jesus said, unless you repent, you will perish. Mm -hmm. It's a super, you know, you're going to burn in hell kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah. You see that kind of thing around here in the Vegas. It's not surprising. It's it's mm -hmm. not. What is surprising is if you pull back a little bit on that, uh, they're looking for a job at Caesars. Um, <laughs> now, I don't know, but if I look at my things that you're not supposed to do, I, I thought one of them was gambling. Well, and listen. drinking. Uh, and smoking. Repenting car magnets, they don't buy themselves. No. And, I mean, listen, do you see? Those are aftermarket hubcaps on that Corolla. Yeah, that's those fantastic. Those were at least 1995 at AutoZone. Hey, I'm just so, going to say this. We, we, we spoke a little bit at the beginning of the show and the pre-show a little bit about how to get a job in Vegas. I'm going to suggest that if I'm looking for a job at Caesars, which is a gambling place, which one might argue is a sin, I'm probably not going to show up in that car saying, repent, repent, you evil bastards. And by the way, I'd like to be a casino host. Please, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, I think you'd be a fantastic casino host. Well, there you go. All right. That's it, everybody. It's the soft sell. So, yeah, right. Either you hire me or I will damn you to hell. Well, shit, you're in. What would you like when to do? When you put it that way. Right. You're very convincing. Would you like to be in sales? 
maybe convention sales? <laughs> we're, we're giving up on everything else. Come on. Hey, if you want to reach out to us, maybe you want a job at Caesars, which I cannot help you with, you can do that by sending an email to onairq at livinginlv.com. Again, onairq at livinginlv.com. You can send us a voicemail, and you do that by going to our homepage and clicking on some tabs, and you're smart. You can figure it out. We're also on the social medias. You're smart. You can figure that out, too. God, I really like you a lot. your friend. Holy Christ, you're very smart. iTunes, uh, we've mentioned that many times. If you Give us a five-star review if you're watching us or listening to us on iTunes. We're on YouTube. We're a YouTube partner. Over 3,000 uh, subscriptions on iTunes. I'm sorry, on YouTube. Uh, Roku, 73,000 account installs. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn, Chromecast. We're on... Apple and Google and Fire TV and Google Play. We One are of the first not. podcasts, actually, on Google Play. We're not on Chat Roulette yet. Uh, no, no. Yet. yet. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to play this, and maybe someone will stop and chat. We'll be a breath of fresh air for them. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and you can, of course, watch us on the VegasVideoNetwork.com website. That's it. I'm Scott. That there's Wayne. I thought we did a really good job of making up clues. Um, no, it was the improv, like we started at the pre-show. Very it just nice. continued right now. Very well. Thanks, Wayne. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for the live chat. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you guys next time on the Living in Las Vegas podcast here on the Vegas Video Network. Take care, everybody.